Welcome to this podcast. Uh, this is published by Edwin Coe, a firm solicitors uh, in central London. Uh, I am David Green. I'm a senior partner of the firm. Um, this podcast is dealing with the trucks cartel and the claim that um, those that bought trucks of a particular size and from particular manufacturers may have against uh, those manufacturers arising from a cartel, a price-fixing cartel, uh, that um, occurred during uh, a number of years ago and uh, ended about 2011. Uh, I and my partner, Zara Hussain, are, are doing the cases along with our team. Uh, and uh, the intention behind this podcast is to deal with some frequently asked questions uh, and give you a basis of the type of play and then give you some idea of how you might uh, pursue it. And um, so, um, Zara, let's start with um, how does this, this arise? What's the background to the truck cartel? Thank you, David. These are claims for damages which rise out of an investigation by the European Commission. The Commission found that six different truck manufacturers were guilty of colluding on price. I won't go through all the companies involved because they're on the slide, but as you'll see, it involved all the big players in the trucks market. The Commission found that trucks that weighed six tons or more, so that's medium or heavy trucks, um, were part of the cartel. And as a result, any businesses or institutions which purchased, leased or outsourced trucks weighing six tons or more will have likely overpaid for them because of the collusion on price that was taking place amongst the manufacturers. The cartel was found to have started in 1997 and it continued until 2011. So it was quite a long lasting cartel and uh, was rather extensive in its scope because it was found by the commission to have operated all across Europe. And um, you've got a really beautiful picture of uh, an umbrella there, a multicolored umbrella. Uh, you're going to have to explain the significance of that. Well, the significance of the umbrella is that um, we can include what are called umbrella claims in these proceedings. So in other words, even if a company or a business has purchased trucks from a non-cartelist, in other words, one of the companies that was not found to be part of the cartel, such as Dennis or Isuzu, um, they can still make a claim in relation to that truck because the argument is that the conduct of the six companies, including on price, had a knock-on impact on the entire trucks market, um, especially given the fact that the six companies involved had something like a 90% share of the trucks market in the relevant period. And, and, and when we talk about umbrella claims, we can also talk about the period. So um, it, it starts in 97, uh, according to the commission, and it finishes on a dawn raid. Uh, the commission made a dawn raid uh, in 2011, but um, the period in which the market is affected is likely to continue for some time. And indeed, some people say that it's still continuing, uh, but um, uh, we take a rather conservative view of it that um, uh, the finish date for us is about 2012. It might continue after that. Uh, we'll have to see what the court thinks about that. Um, so that's that's the the nature of the trucks um, and the the sort of background uh, to the claim. Um, and what sort of amounts are we talking about? So we're talking about a price fixing cartel, which raises prices of of the 
uh, trucks uh, in sales. Um, so what sort of amounts are we talking about um, for an increase in price of trucks that have been overpaid? So it's estimated by some that each brand new truck which was sold in the period was overpriced by up to 20%. Um, and that is um, argued by some to equate to something like 10,000 euros. Uh, and I refer to euros because, as I mentioned earlier, the cartel was all across Europe. It wasn't limited to the UK. Um, in addition, we have to include interest on top. And bearing in mind that the cartel started back in 1997, uh, so over 20 years ago, the interest element will be quite significant. Um, and so these are rather sizable claims which are worth exploring. Um, I should perhaps mention here that we think these might be of particular interest to renter companies out there because they are likely to have had uh, quite an extensive fleet of trucks um, weighing six tons or more in the period. So we're looking at about sort of 15, 16 year period. And um, over the years, they're likely to have paid uh, quite a lot for those vehicles. And therefore, they may have an extensive claim that's worth exploring. Yeah. And I think... Um... It might be said, uh, well, I got my trucks at a discount um, because I was buying a, a, you know, a large number of trucks from a particular supplier. Um, but um, you're, you're still buying trucks in a, a false market, uh, the market being determined by the cartel, and therefore you're bound to have increased uh, the price of your trucks. And it may be exactly the same increase because you would have got that discount in any event. Um, so um, renters um, have a very direct relationship with the manufacturers uh, and are very much um, at the forefront of the potential claims um, being pursued against the manufacturers. Um, now, um, someone's going to ask uh, Zara, um, Edwin Coe, I, I, I don't know Edwin Coe, um, I go to my local solicitor or I go to my... my other lawyers uh, in, in somewhere else. Uh, why, why Edwin Co? Well, firstly, David, I'm pleased to say that we are able to offer clients a cost and risk-free process because we have a third-party funder who's covering the legal costs and disbursements of the claim. Uh, in exchange, if the claim is successful, the funder will take 25% of the damages and interest recovered and uh, the clients involved get to keep the remainder. Um, as I say, this is an exchange for a cost and risk-free process, uh, which is often called a no-win, no-fee arrangement. Um, in addition, as a firm, we have over 25 years of experience in bringing these types of claims. So we are well-versed in the types of issues and arguments that are likely to be raised. Um, also, we've already actually issued a claim on behalf of some clients in relation to the truck cartel. Those proceedings were issued at the end of 2018, and that's given us lots of direct experience of the types of um, issues and defences which are likely to be made by the defendants in these proceedings. Right, so uh, I've got this claim. Uh, I want to pursue it. Uh, what, do I, what do I need to do next? Well, we would suggest that anyone who thinks they've got a claim should get in touch as soon as possible. We can explore on the phone on a no obligation basis or by email what the likely numbers are, whether the claims are commercially viable. Um, subject to that, if we can um, obtain from any companies that are affected a list of the truck's registration numbers or chassis numbers, then we can use those details to search a particular database 
and obtain most of the key details which are required in order to get the claim off the ground. Thank you very much, Zara. Uh, so if you've got any questions, um, there are the details, uh, get in touch. Uh, you'll be speaking to Zara, one of her colleagues, uh, who give you some ideas and we'll do it completely without obligation. Uh, if you want to just gather some information, uh, I'm sure we can help. Um, so um, please get, get in touch and, and uh, ask us any questions that you have.